Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I'm delighted to be joined by... Jay Let the Kid, what it do? What's going on, everybody? Episode 114. We are cruising along. We almost missed this week because of me and... I'm not trying to do like an oh woe is me, but god damn, the man is kind of are kind of are. The man is getting me. Sometimes you just gotta roll those sleeves up. I know you got short sleeves on, but sometimes you just gotta roll those short sleeves up and just and and roll up that that pack of Marlboro Reds right in the uh the shoulder and just get to work. Is this the first this might be one of the first or second times or like a very long time where I'm st- I'm in my work clothes. Like real life ones. You are like corporate Michael right now, he, ladies and gentlemen. You've got he's boots got, on. I've got boots on. He's got he's got dress boots on. He looks like he came right at the out of the office, uh, polished, ready to go. Could turn around right now and put together just a very well versed email if required. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I've been man. Yeah. Well versed emails have been coming to me and and going out. I uh, almost didn't know if today was dicey. Yesterday, you, how, how the teeth? Teeth are good. Dentist? Yep. Clean stuff? Cleaning stuff? Uh, Yeah. Cleaning Everything, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, are you a good dentist Um, um, uh, customer? Are you a good dentist receiver? Yes. I, uh, I used to hate the dentist as a child. Now, it used to be my father-in-law. He sold the practice, and the dentist and I are very chummy. Um, my girl Monique, who does my teeth every single time I come there, we got a white Monique. Whoa, white Monique. Uh, no apostrophe though. No apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No apostrophe. Uh, I was telling wifey this yesterday. It's so funny because I'm in the chair, she's working on me, and she is totally having a full conversation. That's what we want with herself about like to me though. That's like, what we want though. Yeah, she's working because she on- knows what she's doing. Hundred one hundred. She's like, I'm doing this because I know I'm doing this, and I'm also doing this, mm-hmm. and I know, and I'm because what you're going through. Yeah, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. They're like, you know, when I had to do like the deep cleaning, they're like, do you want the shots? I'm like, no. Have you ever even... done the shots? Yes, I did them like a couple years ago, and I was like. Nah, you know, just just do the numbing stuff. They're like, it's gonna hurt. I'm like, yo, don't worry about me. You do you. I'ma do me. Yes. And um, so we didn't do that last time. She told me I'm one tough cookie, but um, but which no. which is because I've never done the shots either, and I've I've had the same experience, and it feels nice when they go, damn, yo, you you want you a real one, yeah. You know, yeah. we, get, we get a lot of pussies coming through here. Yeah, nah. You know Monique I mean? Monique takes care of me. Five out of five stars. Couldn't recommend her enough. She's great. She's just like, you know, cleaning the teeth, telling me what movies I should watch on Netflix. And stuff like that. And did you tell her like, yeah, I won't ever watch any of them? No. I my mouth is open and she's working. I can't talk back. That's the best part. Now let me so I don't know if I told you I've I have recently changed dentists mm-hmm. um because my last one um was getting up there in age mm-hmm. and um he was a little too talkative and he had bad breath Oof. 
You can't have that. And I've had them since I was like, you know, just, you know, two years old or whatever it is. And I was like, you know what? Time to branch off. Time to do my own thing. And I went and got my own one now over here. And I went in there and they were like, and they deep cleaned and they fucked me up. It was the first time where I was getting cleaned, uh, getting cracked open and cleaned out. Mm -hmm. And but like in a thorough way or like in a, I'm worried they might like malpractice. Well, I'm a big person because you know how it is like when you get your teeth cleaned, they go, you know, they start working on the go. Does that hurt? You know, hey, does that hurt? Does that hurt? Or you know, and and I'm I'm a big person. Like honestly, kind of annoying, kind of irritant. But get in there. I want you to get in there. And that's what I told them. And man, did they get in there to the point where I was like, oh, we're hitting nerves now, and like, I'm I'm hurting. I'm I was you hurt, asked for it, and I asked for it. So I have one coming up here actually uh, next month in July for my. This is my second time going in. And I've been contemplating asking for the shots because like, I want them to get in there, but like, I also don't want to be a bitch, Mm. you know? Yeah. You're going to, we're going to need to do a review uh, when you get back and see now my dentist is over by your work. And if you want to get in over there, I'll get you in. I'll get you in it. You always get a, you always get a package. It's someone. What? It's someone trying to sell me something. Do you want me to answer it like live on in here? Or, no, no, I don't want either. Yeah, he's out there. He's... Go away, cocksucker. Yeah, he heard me. He heard you. Yeah, and he's and he's leaving. And he's leaving. Yeah. So I want you to give us a review of how things go. But they only do the shots on the deep cleaning. They shouldn't be. You shouldn't be needing shots on a regular run-of-the-mill clean the first the last the last one was it was my first time going to them so like they did like the x-rays and they were they did the deep cleaning um because it was the first time since like the pandy wandy now okay if you want if you want me to you know holler at monique you just let me know might need to might need i'll to. get you in there might you need pop to. over right after work it's right there off royal palm right there boom done might need to yeah yeah okay uh good to hear though yeah no calves uh yeah yeah now she said mm. they're very small and so yeah i gotta go back and i i had one for the first time in my life like a year ago hey that's hey so i'm not i'm you not happy it, though maybe but you made it this far bro i don't that's know that's commendable is it i think so now you know i I married into a dentist family and they all have fucking great chompers so yeah, you did. i think they're looking down on me uh <laughs> Yeah, in that that's that's shameful. Yeah, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, I don't I don't I don't wish it on my enemy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, episode one fourteen, we're back here. Uh, let's. We got a lot to get into. Uh, Jordan and I sat down here going over the uh, pre meeting, uh, pre show meeting, and we both quickly realized. We're coming correct today. Yep. So let's get into it and talk to me about Ghostland Observatory. Did you learn? Did you find out anything else that I could not? No. Thank God. I found very little and it was annoying because I was trying to come in. And you texted me. Yeah, I did. I, I sent you a snippet of an interview. But it was like How weird was that whole interview, by the way? They were talking in tongues. 
they were doing this very like nose up, like uh, didn't want to give a lot of information. They were doing the we're snobby kind of like hippies, we're artists, hippie snobby. We're we're artists, and this interview right now, like we could be making music instead of doing this interview. Yeah, it was like, oh, how'd you get your name? And it was it was it wasn't even like it came to me in, in a dream. It came to me in like an alien's dream. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, but. Overall, I knew actually more songs than I thought I was going to know. I, I, well, I expected that. And and to me, that's just because you, Nathan, and Wifey, I think, had played so much of that around me. Yeah. So it wasn't as... Um, did it you enjoy it, though? Like yeah. Because like, it's been a while. Did you... Did, I enjoyed it. it still... I enjoyed it. I thought that they didn't sing as much, which 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 or have as many lyrics on their songs, which was nice. And there was also some songs on there that I was a little surprised because it, I remember it being much more electronic. Okay. And so it was a little bit less than I thought it was, I guess, more okay. less housey or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed it. And I think it's, de they're definitely peacock worthy just based on music alone. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's good that when we throw in kind of some contemporary times, uh, peacocks because we do a lot of you know founding fathers and sisters and older stuff and i think we have to make sure we're representing um today's music and and um the music from i think our formative years which is like late high school through now yeah so and i feel like a band that also i don't think a lot of people know no I don't, I don't no, no 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 i think because you knew them, they weren't a surprise. But I think nine out of ten people that check out the the music won't know who they were prior to listing. Yeah, which is part of what we're doing here. We're just opening doors for you. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're that's doing. What we're doing. So, um, before we get into uh, what we learned this week, we got to do it. Um, knock if you puck. Knock if you puck. Slash South Florida. Slash South Florida. We got to do a little quick sports thing. We'll start with the Panthers. Um, we're in a hole. We're in a hole, but I'm I'm not too worried. I'm not going to be the guy that goes, hey, I'm not wearing it all yet. I'm not too worried just because um, we're 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 playing aggressive. We're coming out. I'm not. I I, I won't do the the ref thing. I won't. We need we need game three. That's the bottom line. And they always say. And they always say it's not a series until um someone wins on the road. Yes, it's not a series until the home team loses. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow when um Thursday, if they lose, now we're panicking. We go from we're a little worried to absolute panic. Yes. Um, did you see the hit uh, heard across the world? I did not. You did not? No. So in that game two, which was the atrocious one. Yeah. Um, uh, our boy, uh, Matthew Kachuk, mm -hmm. um, absolutely laid... He did the... He did the... The, 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 the Vontez Perfect. Was that, was, that, was that his name? Yes. He did the Vontez perfect hit on uh, Antonio Brown coming across the middle. Love it. He did that uh, Jack Eichel 
who uh, was coming across the uh, the ice, which I'll give you a little quick uh, background on Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel is a former um, number one uh, pick about four or five years ago. He was supposed to be that guy, and he kind of you know never he had a couple his first two years were just like just okay and then his third year uh broke his neck ooh on the ice and you know vertebrae were shattered and it took him like a year and a half to get back on the ice so Matthew Kachuk, he's coming across, Jack Eichel's coming across the ice, and Matthew Kachuk just absolutely laid the wood on him, mm. took his ass out. And it that was, was the 10-minute... Uh... Yeah, that was the 10-minute, which was which was bullshit. Again, I don't want to get into the ref stuff, but it was absolute bullshit. We're playing a little bit, we're playing a little bit too aggressive. We we're a little too hot. Yeah, we're playing a little, yeah, we're playing a little too aggressive. But we're coming home tomorrow. Yes. And we got to get one in the swamp. Yes. Yeah. Um, I uh, I thought I had uh, tickets to the game. I have been replaced with my father. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, we'll let we'll let King Contrarian get in there. He doesn't go to any of the games. He hates to go to the games. But yeah. I think he knows I got to go to the game. Yeah, you got to go to the game. Right? Yeah, so that we're okay with that. We're okay with that. Probably the only replacement, uh, the only person that could get called up into your spot. Absolutely. Okay. Now, and I, and I hope he knows, which, by the way, before, like I want to do a pause button on the Nucky If You Puck in the South Florida Sports here. I want to let you know, and I haven't told you this, and you're going to love this, I... About three weeks ago, my father, because um, I always, like, we talk all the time, and I talk about this podcast, this podcast, you know, rules my life, especially because it's a music podcast, so I'm talking to my father, and he he always asks for updates. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll be like, oh, so who'd you do for Peacock this week? And he always, he's, he's, but he's done it for about two years now that we've yeah. been doing it. Mm -hmm. And I finally blew up on him. And I said to him about three weeks ago, I said, you know what, Dad? I'm kind of sick and tired of you. Like, like you don't, you're retired. You have nothing to fucking do. And the fact that, like, your favorite child and your golden son mm. is running this amazing musical podcast and you don't listen. And I, I said, I go, it's kind of fucked up. I go, I, and I go, I haven't told you. I go, but I'm kind of pissed that you... Like don't your your best friend Mark out in in, in shout out to Mark in, in in New Mexico, they listen. Everyone listen. I go. You don't listen, but you always want to ask. I go. Fucking sit down and listen to it. You know. And, and like and we got into it a little bit there. Guess what he's been doing? Yeah. He's not only been like listening to every single one. He's been going back. Ooh. Like I talked to him this week. He was like, "Yo, the peaches." He's like, "He's going back." Nice. So Papa is listening, and he's been talking about you. And he is loving and hating you. Perfect. It's amazing. I love this love hate relationship that him and I have. Of like, I want to make him proud, and I want him to be happy. But then I also love when I can just stick right in his craw. That's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. Man. I know. He's he's been telling me he's just like. God, Jordan, he'll be talking about like you know Almond Brothers can't stand it, and then he goes, he goes, and then he'll, and then he'll, like he he loves it, he loves it more when you talk about when you know when we talk about it, he loves it when you talk about him on the podcast. 
when I talk about your dad. Yeah, like he. It's almost as if like when I talk about, it, he's just like okay, Alex. But when you talk about, it, it's just like yeah, I yeah him. I believe him. See, that's just just another feather in King Contrarian's cap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. he loves it. Perfect. Um, but um, let's uh. So the heat, the heat, the heat is on. The heater, the, the heater, like can take, can take care of business here. We're one one game three tonight. Tonight before we record, this one's a biggie. This one's a biggie. This one's a biggie. We won one on the road. Are you putting money on it? Um, I have I have a bet on both the Ice Cats and the Heat to win the championship. Um, I will probably also lay a small wager on tonight and game four as well, being being home games. Okay, I believe yes. right now the line is uh, now crept up to three. Okay. Yeah, I believe it's now up to three. Okay. Um, but yeah, then also too, just a little quick, like, you know, a little caveat, little thing on the end there, you know, for the little soccer fans out there, Messi's oh. coming to town. Messi is coming to town. Messi is coming to town. Um, I don't. It's highway. I don't know what Beckham did, but it's highway robbery. What he did to get him to come here in that shit small stadium off of commercial. Well, here's what I think. I think that. Although it might seem like highway robbery right now, he is getting the king's crown jewels. Yeah, did you He's see the getting, stuff? Did you see the stuff? I saw some of the the Adidas and like the Apple like stock and things that he's getting. He's going to get opportunities to become an owner. So what I think this was, as much as I wish it was Messi's love of just South Florida culture and the vibrant tapestry that is South Florida. Um, this was a business decision and it's not all about money, but I think it was, you know, cause he could, the Saudis like offered him all this money and stuff. I think this was totally about like uh, future business and legacy for Messi as someone, as he, as he eventually phases out of playing the game and what he's going to do for the next 20 to 30 years. And I was, th- I think he was thinking about that yeah. and that's why he did this because yeah. the Saudis weren't doing that. They're just like. Here, take however, just write a check and put as many zeros on the back end of it as you want. We don't care. Just come here. And he's like, well, yeah, but like when he's done, what's going to be there for him? And I think that's why he's doing this inner Miami thing. Yeah. We'll play for two, three seasons and then just own the entire And he'll be allowed to do whatever he wants here. Absolutely. I think they they fired the coach last week and they hired a new one. Right. But and I also, you know, heard today that when Beckham came to the MLS, he went to like the LA Galaxy or whatever it was. Yeah. And um you signed whatever, like, you know, three, four year deal. But like within like the first year, um the World Cup came around and uh he wanted to he was kind of like you know obviously on the latter like the like the latter part of his career and he wanted to try to make that the English team again. And so the LA Galaxy, what do they what do they call it? Put on loan? What do they call it in in? Yeah, yeah. When you yeah, you're on loan. You're on loan, and mm-hmm. like the LA Galaxy were like, 
and he went back to like the English Premier League and played with like you know Manchester, whoever it was, yeah. for like a whole season just so he can get back into like better competition, so he could like try to make the team, which he ended up like not being not making making the team. Mm-hmm. But I think that like you to, to to your point, and think about it once again here, three years from now, where is the World Cup going to be? In our backyard, and Miami is probably going to get a game, and yep. you're going to see Messi if he's not playing. Sitting up in that box, you know, waving down at all the serfs and 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 just <laughs> yes. peasants down in the in yes. the in the stadium. So yes, he's he's making the smart business decision. It's it's exciting. Um, I'd like to go try to see him play maybe once if possible. But I I'm very curious what those tickets would be a week ago and what those tickets are right now. Just a just a get in ticket. And did and I didn't. You know he's signed. He he is he's a he's a he's signed now. But he but he can play this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, he can will. play this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that's just so crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. That's the we're, enough of the sports talk. Sorry, guys. Jesus Christ. Can, we got a lot of we got a lot of things going on in South Florida. Um. Even just with the Heat and the Panthers. I mean, these are two unprecedented runs. Both eighth seeds. Hasn't happened in 30 years for the Panthers almost. And the Heat, of course, have had plenty of success, but not at the same time. So this is like one of those where we got to kind of we got to kind of squeeze the orange while we can, because we're probably not going to get this for another like two decades at the same time. So we got it. We got to do it. And before we put it to bed, I just want to say this is by the by the time we record again, um, you know, the last time the Panthers went to the the Stanley Cup finals. They got swept. Yeah. And I know I've said it on here before and I've said it I'm so proud of this team. They've they've done, you know, the expectation they've done it all. Like doesn't I don't I, even if they don't win, I'm I won't be disappointed at all, but there will be a little part of me in the back of my, you know, whatever you want to call it. That if they get swept again this time, it'll it'll hurt a little bit. It'll hurt. Oh, a little it'll be bit. devastating. So it'll I, be devastating because yeah. the games, the way that they've won, the way that they even got to where they're at has been such a Herculean effort that it was. And 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 anyone out there that's ever been in or around and adjacent to a city that has gone on a type of run like this in one sport, let alone two sports at the same time like it's just fun it it's, is it's it's just fun we're playing, with, we're playing with house money they they've won games and they've won series in just kind of incomprehensible ways and the that, other teams in, in other markets are mad and honestly i think this you know especially building off of last season this is going to galvanize a lot of South Florida, I think, to be bigger. I mean, look, I've watched more hockey yeah. in the last month and a half. Perfect example. Than I've ever watched in my life. Right. You know, and I will watch games, you know, mm-hmm. moving forward, even in the regular season and whenever they're on and stuff like that. And and now there's some emotional investment. Have you been out to a game yet? I went to I went to a game last year. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, I went with, and saw against, yeah, against yeah, the Lightning. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, whenever the Lightning come to town. You know he wants to go and we'll and we'll try to. I didn't go to one this year, but um, moving forward for sure, it was it was fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. So I I am, um, you know, and I didn't grow up a Heat fan, but I've always been, 
very much a fan of the way they play ball, having played ball and, and like That's your game. That's yeah, you, that's your and, game. And yeah, I'm very proud of what they've done and, and where they're at. And honestly, the 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 type of basketball they represent, which I think is a lot of the defense, hustle plays. A lot of people that are not great at basketball try to um, elevate, you know, kind of that scrappy play so that they can contribute on a team, right? And they just, they embody that more than anyone else in the league. So that's why I enjoy watching the Heat play so much. And I know we're trying to put this to bed, but I want to ask you, I want to get your opinion because it's, you know, one of the things... What is your opinion, and I know, and I know you've heard it on uh, the uh, Jokic's like his him and his play. I know everyone's like, "Oh, he's boring. He's big. He's sluggish. Absolute he's- unicorn. Absolute unicorn." It's, I don't like how people are talking about it. No, I I, I get what you're saying. Um, the problem is is the market he plays in and the times that he plays. If he played on on the East Coast in a in a on a team. Or on even on the West Coast for uh you know a, a bigger organization, I think he'd be getting a lot more roses than he's getting. Um, but he, he I think can, if he was just even American, people would be like, ah, oh, well, this guy. Well, you have to understand too that the Europeans typically train at every position, regardless of what actual position they play. Which is why you see so many of them come over and they're able to dribble well and they have really good fundamentals is because they get taught to to be able to handle the ball even at being a center or he's a power fun to forward. watch, man. He's very his fun to touch watch. is awesome. Oh yeah, I mean they his were talking touch, about the Levitar, basket just, is just like they, yeah. they, I'm just like this. It's it's per- mad it's magic esque. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. to me, I I love that type of 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 game and it's just it's so hard to beat him. Um, yeah. So I think you just have to let him eat. You have to let him eat and stop everything else around him, yeah. and and make it a one a one sided thing. But it'll be fun to watch. I'm excited for tonight, and I'm hoping we can we can, and 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 we I know I think we talked about this last week. This might be the biggest upset. Oh, we did. This might be the biggest upset in the history of the NBA if they're able to win. Yeah, through the playoffs. Oh yeah, which would be just another another feather in their cap as an organization and um we're, is, we're right in the middle of it so let's see what happens spell let's be spell yeah yeah absolutely so. jordan what did you learn this week chris benson i hope you're out there listening because what i learned this week is a combination of two of my favorite things i uh i read this article uh, well, okay. My second favorite group of things. And I read this article. What I learned this week is that music, depending on the type, can absolutely help plants grow. Oh, okay. Um, so there's this study that was, that was in place. And basically what it says here is rather sound waves stimulate the plant cells the cells, the cells are stimulated by sound. Nutrients are encouraged to move throughout the plant body, promoting new growth and strengthening their immune systems. For most plants, playing classical or jazz music caused growth to increase. Uh, well, that make, I like which that. totally makes yep. sense. Um, and I, I used like to, metal is probably the worst for them. And it says right here, right. while harsher metal music induce stress. This may be caused by the vibrations of metal music are too intense for plants and stimulate cells a little too much. 
And what it says here further is in uh, from the China Agricultural University in Beijing, sound waves, sound waves significantly increase the yield of sweet peppers, cucumbers, tomatoes, spinach, cotton, rice, and wheat. Additionally, pests such as spider mites, uh, aphids, gray mold, uh, and virus diseases on tomatoes decreased in greenhouse conditions with sound treatment. Oh, I like that. So like veggies and stuff like that really benefit. Absolutely. And what I used to, when I, especially like at the old house, uh, I would always have the speaker out there. And Chris, I know we were talking about the, uh, the Almond Brothers, but I would always play like classic rock because I always thought as I'm planting my vegetables, I want to send them, I want to set them up in their new home and I want to set them up for success. Yes. So I would always either play Southern rock or I would always play John Coltrane. Yes. I always thought if I set you up with and, and and he and and guys like listeners he's not lying. Like you I you have I've you have I've I've heard you say this like 10 years ago like mm -hmm. about this. Yeah. You do do this. Yes. So I always want to set my plants up for success, you know, a little Coltrane in the background and setting you up in your nice new home and getting you watered in and all that stuff. I always thought that, you know, as much as, and, and this is just growing evidence that, you know, and they've said talking to your plants, you know, positive yeah. affirmations, music, things like that help them grow. And this is just further evidence that that's the case. So um, that was very cool. And I'd, I'd heard stuff about it, but reading this article put it a little bit more into perspective. So it was very, very cool to kind of read that. And it's just like reason 8,469 why I, I love music and I love plants. God, I love you, dude. That's what I learned this week. Alex, what did you learn this week? How Jordan, how many beers do you think fit in a Stanley Cup? Okay. Lord Stanley. It's got the big bass. We're talking about I, like the. I, like, I know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I can't remember how large the cup is, but I think when I see people trying to, you know, they lift the back end and they're trying to drink it, and it always spills out the sides. I'm gonna say. Before you answer it, we used to do this with a frisbee. Yes. Well, how we do? You want to tell them a story, or you want me to tell them a story? Tell them the story. So, when. You know, when I first met Jordan and, we, you know, we our, our budding relationship started in college and, you know, our group of friends, Jordan, and it was it a uh, Jew camp thing? Yeah. Jordan used to always, there was, he used to always say, um, have you ever, have you ever uh, drank a Frisbee? You mean you've never drank it out of a Frisbee? Never drank a Frisbee? And it was always like this, you know, thing, like this funny thing we used to do. And finally, we, you know, we used to go camping every year for um, uh, uh, Little Palooza. Litstock. Litstock. I'm sorry. Thank you. And finally, we brought to the Frisbee and we all drank out of a Frisbee. Was it four? So this is a, this is a, um, a, a standardized, normal size, 175 gram Frisbee. Tell them. Four full beers. God, talk dirty to me, dude. Four full beers. Four full beers. So the Stanley Cup, I think... That, and that's a good, like, four four beers fit in a Frisbee. How many do you think? Yeah, I understand the cup. 11. 17. 17. 17 beers to the brim. 12-ounce regular cans. Regular cans fit 17 in a Stanley beers. Cup. I love that um, that has... You know, that has been confirmed probably by every team that's won 
over the last like 70 years. And also, um, you know how like, you know, the winning team, whoever wins Stanley Cup, each person on the team gets a day. Yes. You know that? Mm-hmm. Did you know that, you know, the guy, like the blonde guy with the gloves on that is in charge of the cup? Yep. He's got those white gloves on. Uh, did you know that when that day, when each person, each player has that day to themselves to the cup, he is always ever present. He's yes. there the whole time. Yes. I didn't know that. Now, when you're, you, you're taking your day and you go down to Tijuana and you get two ladies and you're bringing them back to the room and you just want to have the Stanley Cup on the bed with you, is he in the room? When it's my day with the cup. Yeah, and what, I know would, the- what would your day with the cup look like? When the, when the Panthers do eventually win and they bring you on as a, as a social influencer of the team because of this, this reputed podcast, what, uh, what are you going to do with your day? I'm going to push the envelope of the guy. Let's let's give the guy, the blonde guy with with the the gloves on, a name because we don't know his name. Mm-hmm. But let's say, what do you what name you want to give it? Lionel. I think it's um. I think it's definitely gonna be like a French Canadian okay. type name. So I'm gonna go Jacques. J- great name. His name is Jacques. Okay? Jacques. So when Jacques comes over to my house with the cup. I'm going to push the envelope of mm. what's Jacques going to, is he really about this life of all this cup around? And I'm going to, I'm going to bring him to, I'm going to bring him to, to uh, the trap house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring him to the trap house, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, and, and he's got to come with me. He, he's going to, he has to come in. I'm going to bring the cup inside the trap house and he has to come in with me. So that, that Lord Stanley's just taking a trip to Sistrunk. Yeah. Like he's going to be there when I'm grabbing like an ounce of weed and like an ounce of blow. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have to be there. He's an accomplice. Now, billion dollar idea right now. Jock, whenever you retire, (laughs) absolute bombshell tell all book. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm hoping that, you know, you just have the memory of an elephant and you're just like, okay, 94 Mario Lemieux. We did some stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, oh, I love that. That yeah. would be, I would, I would, How I would pre-order that, that book? book. Oh my God. Jesus. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's just like, it's like those people, people don't remember back in the day. Uh, there used to be uh, uh, those door-to-door salesmen that would sell you the thesaurus and like mm-hmm. the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yep, it's gonna be like that. And I like to think, you know, each chapter of the book will be based on like a different a different vice that it was used for. So like <laughs> drugs is gonna be one, you know. Um, women is going to have a whole chapter and all the people that did stuff like that. Just the drinking will probably be the, the largest chapter of, yes. of all items and like just, you know, wildest scenes that he's seen. So I'm really hoping that that Jock will put something out like that because we want that. And I didn't and then I didn't mean to throw this in here, too, as a, what you did you learn this week. But I also because that's how it started. I was like, oh, I'm going to uh, learn up Jordan on like the Stanley Cup and like what it means. But then it like rabbit hole into like the beer. So I learned on that. Lord Stanley is British. And like the background of it is the um, the Canadians were playing ice hockey and they developed this sport and um, 
uh, this British uh, businessman came to Canada and watched like this sport and his two sons really loved the sport and um, he got into it and he was the one that made the stainless steel, whatever it's made out of silver, probably, I don't know, whatever the top of the cup he made and donated that as like, Hey, this is the prize for this awesome sport that you guys are playing. This is the prize that like, you know, at the end of the year and then, and then they built the base and stuff yeah. off of it. But that guy's actually British. That, uh, that checks out only after the fact. Cause, cause of Lord, you see this fly, Lord. you see this fly, uh, uh, yeah, flying around? I'm leaving him alone. He's okay. One of us, by the end of this, is going to get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's, that's cool. That's cool. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. So that's also something that I learned this week. Very cool. Uh, now we have a very rare, cause usually we do quick hits. Usually it's you. Yes. Doing quick hits to me. Correct. But I actually have quick hits. So we both came today unknowing of each other's quick hits. Yes. So we're going to go, we're going to do this tennis style where I'm going to volley something at you and then you're going to volley something back at me. Yes. Okay. Um, do you do you want to go first? Or yes. You, okay. I'm going to go first. Now, don't ask me uh, how this came up. I think it Mine was. Mine are all things that like came up throughout the week. That I'm just like, I want to know Jordan's answer to it. These are things that I randomly think about and write down. And I think what I saw was this movie on um, like on Netflix or on one of these one of these providers, uh, Twister, the movie Twister yes. with Helen Hunt. And I want to know and, uh, Paxton or yeah, John, John, uh, Bill, Bill Paxton. Yeah. John Paxson, uh, Chicago Bull alum from the Jordan era. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, when you get picked up by a tornado, you okay. tornado hits the wax museum. Okay. Mike, all the wax, you, you get sucked out into the air. Okay. What kills you? Is it? you getting flung around and and like whenever you land the impact is it like your body just gets pulled apart in the middle of the hurricane do you hit something in the air what do you think is what actually kills you when you get sucked up into a tornado now in your instance i am assuming that it we are at the wax museum and i'm getting sucked up with the things that are here with me they're yes. going up with me yes so i'm thinking that i what kills me is mid-air um uh is miles davis's uh uh uh, uh, uh bitches brew it gets snapped in half on its way out out of the uh out of the roof so now it's kind of like a flying shrapnel and it, it slices me straight, like, like decapitates me midair in the twister. Okay. That is a billion times better than I could have ever come up with an answer for. Yeah. Bitches brew, uh, breaks in half or splinters 
and decapitates you in midair. And I have like I don't have the original bitches brew because that one's like really expensive. So I have like the 180 gram uh, uh, wax. Yeah. So it's thick. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love that for you. And well, honestly, if we're just being one hundo, I think that's how you want to go out. I like you wouldn't mind going out like that. I, I, I want to. I as long as I know that it was bitches. Like like if, if I see like a shrapnel, like, you know, cut in half, like, you know, wax coming at me. I'm going, what is that? What is that? And if I don't know what it is and it takes me out, oh, I'm pissed. Like, you don't want to think that maybe, like, the Nickelback record from the neighbor. Well, I don't have that. No, I'm saying from the neighbor, because I know you wouldn't have it. But if the, the the neighbor's Nickelback album on vinyl, because they're a big, they're a big nickel head, uh, if that came out and hit, and you saw that flying towards you, you're pissed. Pissed. You're like, oh, I'm going to hell. Yeah. Okay. How would you like if it was if if the same instance like if it was the same for you at at your house and the same thing? Oh man, um, you know to be is honest, Paul just fucking accidentally just like taking you out? Well, I'm kind of thinking the same thing now. My wax collection is not anywhere near the size of yours. You know, but is like your flatty is your flat is the blackstone just the absolute? Just- no, I'm going the same route. I'm going. I I want to be decapitated by a record, and you know what? Just throw out John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. That can take my head off in and in it whenever you want. I'll see you in heaven, bud. See you there. See you in heaven. Perfect. Jordan, what's your dream? What was you when you growing up? When before you got, you know, your license and you, what was your, what was your dream car that you wanted? The dream car that I wanted. So this will be funny. So when I was a little kid, I used to love like the late eighties, early nineties. And don't tell don't ask me why. I don't know. I used to love those like kind of boxy Lexus sedans. With the big, like, um, uh, brake lights. Yeah, like, that to me was kind of like, maybe it's like a mobster, like, northeast mobster, like, yeah, you know, thing. That, um, now that I'm older, I would tell you, like, a, a little Maserati coupe. No, I like that answer because growing up, those boxy Lexuses were, like, those were luxury cars. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe they've lost their cachet. Like coming into the two thousands, there it's not the same. Yeah, but like late eighties, nineties, like a uh, a uh, uh, a Lexus was like, okay, you've made it. Ready for my like real shit uh, answer? Yes, this is the car I fucking wanted, a, a Nissan Aztec. Remember those with the with the little like little actually it was like a little boxing on the back that like I'm looking that at it right now. I wanted a Nissan because I, I I liked the Jeeps and stuff. I I, I kind of wanted a Jeep, but the Aztec was like a little bit more modernized. That I really wanted that one. The like the Nissan Aztec. I hate that you want that. I hate that so much. And actually now, <laughs> and by the way, um, the the first thing are here, you looking at I, it? I'm looking at it now. And the first Let question, the first question, it says peace. People also ask. Why was the Pontiac Aztec hated? Oh, was it Pontiac? Yeah. Let me see it. Yeah, that's my shit, dude. I will tell you this also. Um, 
I might have to revise my answer. The Lexus was certainly one of the things I've wanted. Something I've always wanted um, as a kid, always, even now, has always been an El Camino. Wow. El Camino. I always love, like, I just... That's very fitting for you. That's, I just... Especially with the haircut that you have now. People, like, they can't see it. But Jordan just went and got a haircut, and this is the haircut that I've always known him to get. He bu- he, he buzz shaved it, and it's so appropriate because you look like a fucking uh, absolute like Chico Cholo from Thank like uh, yeah Southern California. They're calling me Prison Break at work. <laughs> for the record, okay, all right. But El Camino, I'm revising my. Uh, you can give me the Lexus, but no, really, we're revising it. You're getting the El Camino. Yeah, I want to pull up to your house in like a white pearl El Camino. And for some reason, your driveway is all gravel and I just pull like a 90 degree turn and I just spray that gravel and I say, get in. We're going to go drink out of Lord Stanley's cup. Love that. Love that. And it's clinking around in the back. It's all dented up. I was going to ask you what's in the back, but you. Jock, jock, jock and Lord Stanley. (laughs) Illegally in the back. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's my answer. Yeah. Um, All right. Now. The next question I have for you, I don't know if you saw the story over the weekend. There was like this plane that was flying over Washington, D.C. It was like a little small plane and it was uh, in like the no fly zone, I guess, near the White House or military base, whatever. And um, they said they they scrambled a couple F-16s to go check the scene out. Right. Why are jets always in the military? Why are jets always scrambled? When you, I was like, when you say, because I, I, I saw the little flyer plane that crashed. When you say they sent scrambled, they, does that scram- mean, they like, scrambled the jets out of like New Jersey or, or even closer somewhere. That's a radar thing. Uh, well, I think I get the idea of like you're sc- like you scrambled the jets because like you weren't expecting to need them. So you're like, hey, get up there. But that's the term that's always used. I thought when they said scrambled in that, in that, uh, it, that meant a radar thing. No, I don't know. Right? I don't know. I might need to get just my cousin Mick, who's in, who's in the, uh, the Navy, who's a fighter pilot now. I might need to like throw a little text over to him. Cause you like, have a cousin named Mick and he's a fighter pilot. Yes. Wow. Absolute unit. Ivy, what do you mean unit? It uh, uh he to he's so tall that he He fits in there? He didn't think he was going to fit in and I think the story goes is he had to shave his head and like walk around all day and get measured at the end of the day cuz he was just like a millimeter like under what he he's like six six. He's like your height. So it's absolute safe, unit. So it's safe to say he barely passed a test of fitting into said cockpit. Correct. And Mick, because he's definitely listening. Yeah. Uh, Mick, if you have to pull the uh, the what should we call it to where you get uh, the ejection, the ejection, you're gonna get you're gonna get stuck. No, it's not gonna be a goose situation. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. So I recently went to a um, 
a birthday party for an employee and I Ugh. I got a I bought a bot I bought a nice bottle for the employee for the of, of wine a, or a, a bourbon. Okay. It was a nice bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um I it was I think it was a Buffalo Trace type of situation. Nice. And then um Papa, you know, he's uh you know, he's a whiskey, he's a he's a whiskey boy, he's a whiskey boy. Mm-hmm. So I bought a bottle of Jameson and I hung I only hung around cuz it's, you know, it's an it's an employee's party. So, so. you bought him two bottles. Yeah. Yes, but this goes into my question is I made two uh I made two cocktails out of my Jameson and and, and I stayed around for uh, about two hours. Am I allowed to take No. But let me but right. And I and I think and I and I think that's what most people will say. And and and, and just to let I left it. I did leave it. Okay. But doesn't it, doesn't it matter? Like who, who is it? Like, is it your friend? Is it a good friend? Then like, yeah, you leave it. But if it's like kind of an acquaintance or like, or like, you know, play like, are you allowed? Is, is there a situation where is, is there a situation where I'm allowed to take my Jameson bottle? I'm actually going to reverse, reverse the curse on you. I think if it's like, a close friend and or family member, you can be like, fuck you. I'm taking my bottle with me. Right. Where, but if it's, if it's an acquaintance or work function, you didn't have that bottle prior to showing up. You went out and bought it. You bring it there. You leave it. Okay. And then like, kind of like follow up. Should I have, should I have done bought the Buffalo trace? No, but not by, the Jameson and drink out of the Buffalo trace, getting mines and leaving it. No, I, I like the power move. I think of what you were trying to do is like, here is a bottle for you. Present. Here's a present for you. It is the Buffalo trace. We will not be. Now you can open it if you'd like to. I will not be opening that. I brought my own burner phone with me. That's the JMO. Whatever I drink is fair game. Anyone else can have any of it. If you want to open the Buffalo Trace, you can. But the Jameson is here to be cracked open and cleaned out. I had a couple. Whatever's left over is yours, bud. So just before we move on, so just to say, if I came to your birthday party it, um, and or your wife's and I bought and I brought the Buffalo Trace and the Jameson and let's even let's even go even further Let's even say that I drank half of my Jameson bottle. If I take that with me from your house, will you and your wife, will you in like in bed say anything about that? No. Okay, cool. But cool. as you're walking out, I will just make a very Jewishly pointed little comment to you knowing that I saw that you took it, but I don't actually care. And if you do that to me, I would do the same. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think you were on the, uh, you understood the, the business ethics behind that. Yes. Yeah. We're yes. adults now. This isn't, you know, this is like, um, 
you know, when we were in college and we bought a 12er of Natty and we went to the party. Oh, my God. And drank six. Bro. I'm taking my six because I'm going somewhere else for the rest of the night. Those six are mine. Don't drink out of my 12. How many times did we do that? That's it was a, like that is hilarious that you brought that up. 573. You just brought me back of in college countless times. If I showed up with my natty like twelve pack and like party was like wasn't popping or like we were gonna go somewhere else, I absolutely was going back into your fridge and taking it, not even thinking. Totally different uh, set of circumstances. Yes, we're adults now. Circumstances. We're Got adults it. now. Uh, Alex ooh, and I had a friend reach out, so I thought that maybe this would just be a good. Um, Topic to bring up on the podcast. What do you do when you're wiping? And always comes back to that. With you're me. wiping and wiping, and you're not seeing any progress. Never happens to have a bidet. Mm. Never happens to have a bidet. Um, I the greatest thing about the bidet is th you only wipe once, and if you have to wipe again, you only have to wipe one more time. The bidet is the most amazing thing ever created, at least for me. It's. I think I need to invest. Uh, I mean, my friend. I think my friend needs to invest. Did everyone see through the lines there? I hope they did. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what that life is like. I haven't lived it in many of years. The bidet cleans everything up. It's. We're at a point here in my uh, miniature uh, uh, toilet in there where I, it's it's actually, I'm, it's more of a shocking thing to me where when I spray, because this is the thing about the bidet, bro. You have to, you spray. So let me, can I, can I break down the bidet thing for you? I've used one before, but especially the attachment one. I've used that before. But this is the thing about the bidet is you, when you spray, you gotta you gotta bring the balls and the dick up out of the uh, out of the tin out of out of the cup out of the cup yeah out of the bowl mm. you have to bring them up because I learned early on if you shit and you keep balls and dick in there and then you spray you're spraying your asshole but the spray is now shooting on the back of your bean bag and stuff <laughs> okay so you'll you, everything will be tidied up but then later on in the night and i learned this you got a dirty bag i learned this the hard way with a woman where it's smell there's a it's, it's it's not clean it's because there's residual mm, spray the bag. so you pull everything out you you pull everything out of the bowl mm. and then you spray and then dude check me out you gotta let it drip dry because it's another thing I learned. You spread, you're like, all right, we, all right, cool, I spray, and then you go and grab the toilet and you go to like wipe it. There's so much water there; it's seeping through just fucking layers. I don't care how how many how, how thick of a like, you know a toilet paper you have. Got it. Yeah. So I I don't know about that life. Um, it's really hard for me when I am not at the house taking a shit when I go on trips and stuff. I miss it dearly. Like when I went up to uh, 
the uh the wedding i was wiping i had to like wipe like five six seven times i was just like god damn this is, this is so you exhausting. have experience it's this. exhausting mm. yeah all right i'll let my friend know yeah um and and and, I, and i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna move right past it and not let you ask any questions uh if i have to wipe more than six or seven times i put a man pot a uh, man pot in so jordan <laughs> <laughs> if you order if you order something you're going out to eat you order something say you order i'll just give you my scenario i this week i ordered mozzarella sticks and the mozzarella sticks came out and all of them were bursting all the cheese was bursting out of the mozzarella sticks which really fucking gets me heated Okay. Because the whole thing about a monster. Didn't think that's what was going to get you going, but okay. That gets me fired the fuck up. All of them were bursted. All the cheese was bursting out of all of them, which means the cheese isn't inside. And the best thing about mozzarella sticks is the cheese is inside, yada, yada, yada. And I um, I ate one one mozzarella stick. The rest, were they, they all were bursting out. And I was like, yeah, this, this is not okay. And I guy came over and i said yo these are all bursting out not into it all set take these back and he was like oh okay um do you want me to you know throw down you know throw down another order and i was like all set because clearly if they whatever yeah right all mm -hmm. set yep um now when the check came out mozzarella sticks were on it Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 right? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. Right? Right. Yeah. Yes. So what did I do? Sir, excuse me. Two fingers in the air. Curl them towards you. Uh, you put the sticks on the check. I said, you put the sticks on the check. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you ordered them. I go, yeah. I go, but... Remember, um, remember when I took one bite of them and gave them back remember because that? they weren't good. And he goes, right. Yeah. But you ordered them. And I, and I, now I see where this is going. Now I see where Well, he's just drawn a line in the sand with that response. He is, he has put the line out there and said, you're paying for these. Right. So now I see where this is going. And then I and and again I ask you now at this point, what do you think Alex does at this point? There's two ways you go here. One is you say fuck this guy, fuck this place. Um, probably don't give a great. We're tip. at Miller's Ale House. Probably get don't give a great tip because uh, it's not about the quality of food in this instance. It's actually about the service, and you want to make sure the service uh, that he understands your feelings. So you either. Say, fuck you, leave a shitty tip, and get the fuck out of there. Or you say, uh, I'm going to need to speak to the manager. No, you, you forgot about option C. Guess what Alex did? Um, okay, all right, well, if you're going to charge me for him, um, hey, remember when you asked me to, if, if I wanted, if you wanted to drop, if, you wanted, if I wanted a new one, I'll, yeah, I, I actually will take those new ones to go. Ooh, and and he goes sir really like really and i go 
Well, didn't you, I go? Didn't you? Didn't you offer it when I passed him back? He goes, "Yeah." I go, "All right. Well, if I'm going to pay for him, then I'll I'll take him to go." And I and I and I and I go. I go. And I know there was only six in the order. I was like, "So you can only just drop five, and I'll take those to go." Love that. And man, I watch this boy walk back because it's Miller's Ale House, and if anyone knows, the kitchen is open there. Mm-hmm. I watched him walk back to his manager, who's like, you know, food running, and go. Now, at that point, after he does the peanuts uh, teacher talk, did you then see? I'm hoping he wasn't facing you and that the manager was. Now, at that moment, right then and there, did you see the eyes flicker away from him and lock in on you? He. He, he's talking to his manager. He points over at our table and like, you wait, know, you say our table. People were with you. Uh, yeah. Ooh, even better. And like points at the table and they go, okay. And, 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 and now I'm like, cause it, 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 at this point, it doesn't even matter about the mozzarella sticks. No, 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 no. This, this ceased to be about the mozzarella sticks as soon as you sent them back. Wait till the end of this story. Oh, my God. Okay. So he comes back. He goes, all right, we dropped him again. I was like, all right, cool. And I, I you know, here's my card. Pay it. Pay for it. Uh, he goes, all right, yep. Thank thank you. He's like, you know, Mozzarella Six will be out in, in 10 minutes. He goes, I go, all right, thank you. I appreciate it. He turns, I walks away. I go, all right, you guys ready to go? Oh, my God. I would say, based on having all the facts as the judge here, that you played it. Uh, oh fuck with me, dog! You played it perfectly. I got up. I said, "You guys ready to go? Really? You don't want those?" I go, "Oh no, I don't want those at all." I go, "They have spit on them. I'm good." I go, "That that marinara's got spit in it. We're good. Let's go." You are just a master of your craft. See you later. Wow. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> The 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 architect Alex Benson has laid out the perfect situation for when that server has drawn a line in the sand. Hey, hey listen, if you want to do, if are you playing chess or are you playing checkers? Which one is it? Well, let's just say he had the board and it was red and black. Yeah, so we dipped out, and I walked, and I walked out of there with a fucking smile on my face. Now, um, what now? Okay, so you guys walk out, right? He goes and, you know, he's 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 helping another table out. And it's only been like a minute or two. As I'm walking out, I'm praying to God that I hear in the background, sir, sir. Oh, my God. Now, now, see, this is where <laughs> what he should have done is, is is pulled the realized that he saw he I wish he would have gotten the jump and also on no, you. And also, no, tip. 20% tip the shit out of him, baby. Okay. I would If I were him in this situation, I'm your server, and I, for some reason, drew this weird line in the sand, and I am looking at, like, the mirror because there's a corner, and I can see because, you know, the busboys and stuff, and I see you start to get up out of your chair. You got and that. And I see... No, 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 no. Now I want to flip the script on you. Oh. So what I do is I go back there. I say, Rodrigo, pull those fucking sticks out out now now they're not even done and what i would do is is fuck it rodrigo go get them from the freezer go get them from the freezer i want you to slop some mozzarella sauce like fill the box you start throwing them at me fill no 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 
now I am running out to the, I am running out the front door. I have the half apron on and everything. Mott's sauce is just fucking spilling all over me. I look like I just got out of a fucking, just uh, the butcher store. <laughs> and it's all over me. And I get up to the car. And I go, here's your mozzarella sticks. And I just put them in the passenger seat. I buckle them in. And I just walk back inside. I do not look back. I go... I go because my window's down. I go, thank you. Checkmate. God. Don't fuck with me, dude. Don't fuck with me. God. God. All right. Um, I need some advice. I have, um, I know you've probably heard this, this trope among people with children. And this is just the beginning. These quick hits are good. Uh, this is just the beginning, Alex. I have years more of this coming and I already want to drive into a brick wall. We have reached the point where we have the first reoccurring child song that is playing in the house mm. and I already hate it. And it's like one of the child songs, like the baby shark stuff. Well, yes, it's something, it's not that, but yeah, there's, there's this little electric piano and when you turn it on one setting, it plays like three or four songs, and there's one that makes me want to just drive into a brick wall already. Yeah. So I, I what do I do? Um, there's going to be a lot more of these coming. Um, that uh, that keyboard accidentally goes uh, missing. Ooh. It uh, uh, I, I grab it to go put it away, and I actually drop it, and I step on it accidentally. Oh. I accidentally. Um, so the keyboard sleeps with the fishes. Yeah, the, the first uh, maybe maybe I'll start with like oh the batteries are missing. So what I think we do is I, I, I we dunk, go like when no one's around I dunk it in water and then I, and then like and then like the next day I go whoa it's not working what I guess we're we're we going to dinner at the in laws house and I bring it with us so that it can you know be utilized over there while she's like laying on the couch. Oh I stuff. leave it the in laws. Then house. I just I leave break it, it in half. I snap it over my knee and I throw it in their garbage can. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. No yeah. evidence even at the house. Mm -hmm. You'll never find the body. Yep. Yep. Leave it there. Sorry, I don't know what happened. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Oopsies. Okay. Thank you. Um is Russell Crowe overrated? I'm having I I I I saw him on a you know on the Stern uh, on Howard Stern you know this past week, and they're talking to him and it got me thinking, what's this guy done? Jordan I'm gonna name, go. Jordan, name me three Russell Crowe movies, not including Gladiator. I can't if I look up on like Wikipedia now. And you made me like, and I got to like cherry pick. There's not, three. There's three good movies on there. But you. But what are they? Well, you name them. Um. Okay. Um. Uh. uh American Gangster. With uh, Denzel. Isn't that him? I... Russell Crowe's the 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 cop. Uh, he is. Yes. Boom. Okay. One. That's one. One. Um. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. So, so is Russell Crowe overrated, bud? I don't think so. I think he is. I think Russell Crowe is overrated. I think he's probably... 
Let me look here. This guy has been riding his whole entire career off of Gladiator. Not a great movie, but kind of funny. Um, Now you're looking it up, though. uh, The Nice Guys. You ever see The Nice Guys? Yeah, with Gosling. Um, Okay movie. Okay movie. Uh, Man of Steel. He's not even the main guy in that American gangster. A Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. That's the only one I knew. That's the only one I knew. Um... Overrated. Overrated my book, dude. This guy is okay. lucky. He okay, has okay, a, okay. This guy's lucky. Overrated. Ha- this guy. There we go. Thank you. He is so lucky he has not fallen into the fucking Brendan Fraser. Okay. Well, Brendan Fraser's totally different now. He had the early success. That's actually a good point. The total. The total. I bet you could name three uh, Brendan Frasers. Um. Oh. Okay, the mummy. Boom. Uh, what's the movie where he's like dealing with the devil? Um, um, uh, bedazzled. Bedazzled. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there are three Brendan. Fraser. Airheads. Uh, oh, Airheads. Encino Man. Yeah, right there. Boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But he also had a big lull, like you know, kind of got fat and like depressed. Then came so back did Russell with Crowe. then came back with the whale, and he's totally and tugged at America America's heartstrings because like super unconfident guy used to be like you know was hot in the mummy banging the really hot chick that became his wife in the George movie. Of the Jungle. Yeah, and then like kind of fell off, and then came Tell back. Miraculous comeback. Overrated. I don't hate that take. Russell Crowe. I think he's overrated. I think I think he's just riding the wave of this gladiator stuff, and I think we all need to cut the shit. Okay. Yep. Um. So, I you know we're getting older, and um you know there's the this. Many men have made this mistake. Many, 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 many men. Yes, just like 50 Cent. Many men have made this mistake of maybe being good at this, getting older, and then thinking they could step back on this and still be good, and then they definitely injure themselves. And the question for you is, and because you have intimate knowledge, you have seen... You you have seen me at my peak. Can Jay let the kid still shred? Can he get back on a board and still shred? Yes. He can? Yes. Um, I think the level that you were at... And I'm not talking about doing that. Right. But the level that you were at, and it is... When I first got my uh, video camera, you were the first person I went back to college and uh, we we set up uh, um, uh, trash cans for you to ollie over and stuff. And it was, I was like, damn, this guy's the, the coolest kid ever. Because remember, that was also remember that was also so cool. I love his story because that was also so cool. Because remember, you had that custom board built mm-hmm. and you were waiting for it to come in. Yep, from CCS. And I think that the level that you were at. Um, in as far as like uh, skateboarding and shredding, it's I don't think you can lose those things. I think I think right now if we had a board, you could absolutely ollie. And when I say ollie, like like a, you know, half a foot at least. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Because that's one of those, uh, actually, I think I sent in our group chat that video of the guy trying to do a shotgun that was with his pants down at his ankles trying to drop in on like a three or four foot ramp. Yeah. And I pictured myself not pants down, not with beer in hand. And I said, could I do that? And in my head, just like all these other old guys who thought they could and then injured themselves, I said, I could I can still do that. I could do that. Maybe not first try, but I, I can do it. And then I said, am I doing the thing that all the other guys are doing? No. No. But I want to um, pull an Alex and be an absolute cocksucker right mm. now. Because this is something that the last like few weeks have it's been it's been growing on me and, and I've told myself every time that you do it, Alex, chill out. Don't say anything, but you did it and we're here and I'm going to do it. Jordan, I got something to talk about with you, bud. What do we got? The videos and posts that you're sending either to me personally or in the said many group chats that we're in on Instagram and stuff, mm -hmm. I have absolutely noticed a huge decline in they're so not funny. <laughs> and I don't, I, and I'm not trying to blame it on, you know, you being a new dad, but you have sent in the last three to four weeks, at least for me personally. Do a percentage, not how many, but how, percentage wise of the ones I've sent, how, how many are bad? A hundred percent. A hundred percent? Mm-hmm. The video of the guy with his pants at his ankles, drinking a beer, trying to drop in on a, on a, on a ramp. So not And then funny. absolutely falling down. So not funny. And you need to give this cornbread cowboy up, dude. I love him. I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. But I'm just telling you, I've, I've noticed, like, and I don't I don't know if maybe the it's the algorithm's fault, but the stuff, the quality that you're setting up, because you, you're usually sent over heat. Like, you're usually good. You're heat, you're, man, in the last month, I'm like, I'm worried about you, bud. It's not funny. Mm. It's not funny. Is this an intervention? It's not an intervention, but I'm just letting you know when you're sending stuff to like the group, and you know what group we're talking about. And then also, if you're sending stuff directly to me, I need you going forward. Now, I, Elbow Baggins Benny, on the other hand, we're not. Hey, I'm not. He likes every. I could send a, a picture of my bean bag, and he. He, he hearts it quicker than anything. And now I'm wondering do you want me to if he's doing it out of pity. Do you want me to compare you to him? Because I'm not doing it. I'm not setting. I'm no. going to hold you to that. I'm just letting you know. And I didn't want to do it, but now it's here. Um, the shit's not funny, dude. All right. Any of the listeners out there, if you want me to start sending you some of the content that I've been regularly sending the yeah. group, uh, DM me J at JLitTheKid on, on Instagram. Yeah. And just be like, hey, send me some of that heat and we'll send it over to you guys. And you let me know if if maybe Alex is being my toughest critic. Yes. Which he usually is. Yes. Or if I am indeed still funny. 
Yes. Now I will uh, make a pledge. I'm putting my my left hand up. I don't know how many fingers for the scout's honor. Is it three? That's it right there. I, I'm doing the scout's honor that now that you have brought this to my attention, uh, being an adult, I will try to make some lifestyle changes. I'm going to send you one when I get home. I, and that, just let, let's just see. doesn't feel good for me to say this. Okay. I've saved the best for like this because I've this is, the, this is the last one. I have one more after this, but go ahead. You have one more. Yeah, I've um, I've saved the best for last. Okay, and this is this is hard hitting stuff. Okay, Jordan, is a cheesecake a pie? No, we've talked about this. We've talked about this years ago. I don't know if you remember, and I think I've also talked about this with the Jew boys in the group chat. Is a cheesecake a cake or a pie? It's a cake. It's a pie. It's a cake. It's a pie. It's a cake. What makes it, what makes it a cake? Um, well, first off, it's in the name, A. But and B. There's no frosting. Um, there's no consistency of a cake. N- uh, sometimes the lower tier of a cheesecake can have a thicker consistency than the top tier. All cheesecakes have the same consistency. All right, They're 305-741-3671. That's the one I want Dreffin, to know. put this on the poll. Dreffin is, 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 is he's, I'm going to make him unretire. Okay, you need to Dreffin, bring him out. Rabbi, we need some spiritual guidance on this one. I need everyone to text in, and we'll put it up on the Insta on the Insta webs. Uh, is cheesecake a cake or a pie? It's I mean, a cake. Like the crust on it is very pie-esque. Um, yes, yeah. but I think, um, yeah, I guess you don't see cheesecakes coming in like rectangle, like shapes. They're not, they, they always come in a slice. It's a cake. Okay. Okay. That's where I'm at. Um, all right. Last question I have for you in this quick hits that were not so quick. Um, Alex, we uh, I've had this talk with with wifey before, just as like speculation. But if you if I said you had to move out of the state of Florida, what city and what state would you most likely be to 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 set up shop in and think that you would flourish? It's a great question. Really great question. Because I don't think you're you're a, you're a South Florida lifer, and I'd say at this point I probably am as well. But we've had the conversation like, hey, if these hurricanes, you know, like or in this flooding gets so bad, and we just like literally like we lose the house, like we just can't be here anymore. Like, where would we go? That's the the conversation. That's kind of what spurned it. So I'm curious to ask you if you had to move out of the state of Florida, and it be anywhere in the United States. Uh, city and state, where would you move? I I have three for you. Okay. Hit me. Nolens. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Atlanta. A-Town, we're going to get to you in a minute. Toronto. Ooh. And what, what, what uh, first two, totally understand, don't need any follow-up on. Um, that last one, though, I think if I went to Toronto right now, my personality would be such a culture shock. Everyone would be like, who is this guy? Oh, my God. I love him. 
like everything comes out like everything comes out. So that's like wild speculation. Yes. Like you're throwing that in as like the wild card. Like the hurricanes that were coming to Florida have like taken out um, um, New Orleans. Atlanta, you know, Sherman's march to the sea has burned Atlanta to the ground again. And you're like, where else am I going to go? Toronto. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You ready to get in this peacock? Let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Right, this week's Peacock in Music. I finally did it, dude. Yeah? I finally did it. And I'm just going to say that and I'm going to go into it. Hit me. This week's Peacock in Music is the Greenhorns. Oh, nice. Okay. The Greenhorns. Mm-hmm. 1996 to uh, 2012, uh, Garage Rock, Blues Rock. Um, they... Uh, are originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, they consist of Craig Fox on the vocals, uh, lead vocals and guitar. You've got uh, Little Jack Lawrence mm-hmm. on the bass and Patrick Keeler on the drums. Now, I'm very excited about this because I know how this works and is intertwined into, let's just say, the zeitgeist of our lives. Yes. But I've never gone backwards and dug um into them mm-hmm. and everyone will understand what I'm saying in a little bit when you get there mm-hmm. but uh, I I'm at, I am already excited for what I think you will be providing me because there's a lot of backstory and context which I'm sure you will get to shortly yes um started out uh as a high school band in Dearborn Indiana first uh called Us and Them they were originally a five-piece band. Um, two of the band members eventually left. One of them, uh, Brian Olive, uh, left the band to join the Soledad Brothers, uh, a Toledo, Ohio band. And Soledad Brothers, you know, they had a little moment there. They were kind of big. But um, in 2003, um, like I said, they went down to a three-piece band, and they released their first uh, EP, uh, on uh, V2 Records, which V2 Records is the it's Virgin Records, but it was the Amer- Virgin Records is obviously started by Richard Branson. Virgin um, V2 was the American record label of that. Okay, and uh, their first EP was uh, produced by Brendan Benson. Brendan Benson is my brother. For those who don't know out there, I don't talk about him too much on here. I definitely don't do peacocks of it. So this is the, the first time where we're going to do a peacock where he is involved in on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and kudos to you, 100, uh, episode 114. It, it, it was hard. Yep. Um, but V2 Records was back 
in the, at this point was in its infancy and it was the very first record label that Brendan was um, signed to and you know Brendan was signed to it I believe in about 96 and it was little during after the grunge days because if you listen to Brendan's first albums it's very 90s rock and roll and uh, V2 went to America to start this, this record label and they were trying to get all these American bands and start and started to get a startup and at this point in 2003 Brendan had already had um, a, a pretty successful first album so he produced their uh, their first EP and uh, put them on the map that put the Greenhorns on the map and they got really big from that and um, they put out a you know a couple records after that that Brendan wasn't involved in on um, and weren't very successful uh, and later on I I will go into because uh, homeboy Craig Fox, the lead uh, singer, had a heroin problem. As so many um, talented uh, individuals have had, and I would say heroin's almost undefeated. Never lost. No. And um, so they, they, they had uh, two more albums come out after that. Um, none of their stuff really landed on any of the, uh, never really charted. Um, but, uh, you know, little Jack, the bassist and Patrick Keeler, um, actually this is the, the funny, weird connection that I think you'll enjoy. And a lot of people don't know is, uh, cause people know about little Jack and Patrick Keeler being the bassist and, uh, drummer for the Raconteurs, mm -hmm. who my brother Brendan and Jack uh, White were in, um, but Brendan was the first connector for that. He he produced their first album, and then Brendan went back to Jack White after he produced their album and was like, "Hey." And this is, uh, they had put that album out while Jack was in the White Stripes. Jack was still in the White Stripes, but then at this point. Um, like about 2003 because 2000 i believe that the 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 very last jack uh white stripes album was 2007 i want to say was icky thump yeah it it, sound, that sounds about right it was like early time, college yeah when by we were the in time college. i went to college the white stripes were pretty much done and um brendan um before then though went to jack and Jack was producing Loretta Lynn's album, the country music Love that. Uh, singer, uh, her album, and he needed a session band. Mm -hmm. He was producing it and also like playing, but Jack White was producing and playing on the album. But he needed a um, he needed you know a kind of like, you know a session band too. And, and Brendan went to him and said, "Hey, these guys from not the lead singer, he's a fuck up." But the two guys are really good. And Jack was like, all right, cool. And little Jack and Patrick uh, became like the session players and the session band on the uh, Grammy-nominated uh, album by Loretta Lynn Van, uh, Van Leer Rose, mm -hmm. which I highly recommend anyone th that is even semi into either Jack or country 
or just um does any of that fall in on your world of jack white oh yeah that's all on there yeah okay. it's very yeah that, that's okay. all on there it's an incredible incredible album because it gives you one a look into because this was the point where a lot of people don't know well they know that like jack's from detroit yeah um but this was when jack jack was the first to move to nashville before brendan yeah and um actually the funny story behind that is jack went to nashville first and started getting into that country thing because of the loretta lynn stuff and brendan was still in detroit and not leaving yet um and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but the the story of why Brendan eventually moved to ja uh, to Nashville is one day he was filling up gas at a gas station in downtown Detroit, and he got pistol whipped right at the pump, and um, he got pistol whipped, and he woke up at the pump. And his car was completely open. He got his everything, his wallet, everything got jacked out of him. And it was that point where Brendan goes, I need to get the fuck out of this place. This place is... Sounds about right. Yeah. And that, and that Checks was, out. That's how Brendan like, left. Um, but yeah, so they were uh, the backing band for Van Leer Rose. Um, but then in 2006, um, you know, a little Jack and Patrick, you know, joined the Tours. And the story with that is, again, kind of similar where Brendan was still in Detroit. Brendan had bought this huge uh, mansion in, uh, in downtown Detroit. It was his first huge, really big purchase. And in the attic of this huge um, uh, mansion in, in Detroit, he built a studio and... I don't want to come off as, you know, you know, saying my brother's the shit, but for people that don't know, you know, my brother is really the reason why Jack got put on, you know, when I first saw my brother, the white stripes were opening up for him. And when it was time for like, uh, uh, I believe it was Epic records. They were looking for somebody you know, new acts. Brendan was like, you need to go check out the White Stripes. And my brother put Jack on and Jack was very grateful for that. And when my brother had built the studio, Jack was still, he didn't have a studio. He was still having to go to like, you know, cap, uh, you know, record, record studios and stuff. And, and Brendan had built this state of the art studio in his attic and him and Jack went up there and they wrote steady as she goes. And is that, that's, probably commercially their biggest song as a group the raconteurs um i think that's probably yes. their most like pop pop charts uh if we looked it up probably their most successful commercial hit yeah absolutely it was it's it's in movies it's in commercials it's uh they made a music video for it and mm -hmm. yeah i would say yeah i would agree but they had made this song and they really liked it and it was they loved it so much that they were like, let's start a band. Like, let's do something with this. Because at this point, Jack was out of the white stripes and kind of in limbo. And again, they were like, all right, well, we need a bass and a drummer. And they went back to little Jack and uh, Patrick Keeler from the Greenhorns. And they joined uh, the Reckon Tours in 2006. And the rest is history after that, um, in my opinion. Jack White's 
best you know band ever apart from the solo stuff mm-hmm. um to that to date to date yeah, yeah. and uh so the Rackin tours you know went on to like you know be super successful but uh you know jack white he knew how good these guys were the like especially little jack little jack is to to this day regarded as one of the best rock and roll bassists you know out now yeah. he is always hugely sought after and everybody always wants in the band and jack knew that and and is the reason why jack brought him into the dead weather um and the dead weather is another one of those you know uh, super bands with Allison Mossart from the Kills uh Jack from the White Stripes little Jack from the Greenhorns and um uh, Dean Fertitta, who was from the Waxwings, again, Dean Fertitta, because in in the Dead Weather, Jack White played the drums. Jack White played the drums in the Dead Weather. Allison Mossart was the vocalist. Little Jack was the bassist, mm-hmm. and uh, Dean Fertitta was the guitarist. It's it's always the funny thing when you listen to the Dead Weather because their sound it sounds so much like Jack White, but he never played guitar and he was the drummer in that. Just again to further the brilliance of Jack White, but Dean Fertitta went to high school with Brendan Benson. Mm. He was they were like they were best friends in high school, and Dean was great in his own right. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like you know Brendan brought him on and you know showed him the ropes. Like Dean was like good in his own in in his own right, but it was just one of those things where he you know just stuck around and happened to you know be uh you know just just not not right not right place right time but just be a perfect fit yeah and um after uh the the dead weather and stuff and in between racking tours is uh after their second album consoles of the lonely great album um the greenhorns got back together um, I actually the only the one of the times that I've ever seen the Greenhorns, uh, I'm gonna do a little look look at me, Louie, a little toot my own horn. Uh, was I went to uh, Jack White's uh, a birthday party of his, um, and the Greenhorns were the house band that played there. Sick, yeah, so sick. And um, but between after the Consoles of the Lonely, the Wrecking Tours album, the uh, Homeboy. Um, from the Greenhorns, the uh, uh, lead vocalist uh, Cox, he was really a really bad drug addict, and he couldn't. The Greenhorns wanted to make an album, and they wanted Brendan to produce it. They wanted to like go back to the roots, but uh, Patrick and Jack couldn't stand to be just even the same studio with this guy because he was just so out, out, out of control. Yeah. So, and at this point, Brendan was living in Nashville. He had his own studio there. So Brendan was like, all right, that's all good. Like, you guys record your stuff. We'll bring him in. And so Brendan brought him in. And, um, you know, luckily, uh, Brendan will probably never listen to this podcast. Um, hopefully not. Or anyone that rep- represents uh, the Greenhorns. But I'll give you the, the the story. So Brendan's studio is at his house in Nashville. And this guy is falling asleep at the mic. In the, in, 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 yeah, he's zooted. In the booth. He, yeah, he's, he's totally fucked up. And Brendan's struggling to, like, you know, produce and, like, get stuff out of him. 
and the guy kept going to like you know the bathroom doing those things and um in the middle of it brendan goes to the bathroom and he realizes his medicine cabinet is absolutely been run through this guy's like yeah stealing his medicine and and, and shit and, and just so fucked up and they do end up finishing the album and whatnot brendan does finish up like you know producing the album but it's it's really ugly and the album is amazing <laughs> really the album is i was yeah. waiting for you to get to that point and let me know like was the did it actually come out and was it actually good yeah because that's that's the funny part of stuff is like you know greatness can cover up a lot of stuff so you don't actually know how difficult it was to actually get that to beat to where it is now right but did it actually was it actually good it actually you know? was an amazing album you know goes back to that like whole like lore of like people on you know heroin and drugs like even though they're on a fucking day, they still like can do it. Yeah. Um, they still uh, tour a little bit now in between, you know, gigs. It's really from what I could like glom and what I, it sounded like whenever this lead, lead singer guy has his shit together, <laughs> yeah. we'll get together. Yeah. But the other one, the other thing I want to note uh, before we leave this Peacock is the Greenhorns do an absolutely incredible album um, in, I believe it's 2014-15 with Eric Burden. Eric Burden and the Greenhorns. And um, if anyone knows or if Jordan is, is up to snuff to know, who, do you know who Eric Burden I'm is? A, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> he said, don't ask me. Eric Burden is the lead singer and like, you know, the uh, genius behind the uh, the 60s uh, garage rock band, The Animals. Okay. Um, and that Eric Burden, and, 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 and he was one of the, he was one of the people that were, he's the lead singer of The Animals and he's one of the geniuses of where he was so good and such a genius where after about three or four albums with The Animals, um, he went to the band and to the label and said, hey, we're going to rename this band Eric Burden and the Animals. And everyone said, yeah. I remember that. I okay. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in 2014, 2015, uh, Eric Burden links up with the Greenhorns and they do an album together of like half covers, half new stuff. Brilliant. Absolutely awesome. brilliant stuff. Awesome. I want to check that out. Too. Yeah. So uh, that is the, green, the that is the green horns with a bunch of nuggets that I'll probably get chastised if I do. If anyone ever hears the uh, actual, you know, real stories behind everything. Love it. Um. Before we get out of here, I need to take a sip. What do you Bef got? Before we get out of here, uh, I want to bring back a segment that is long overdue uh headlines oh i've got some headlines for you bud. hit me hit me hit me and normally when we do the, the headline segment i um i usually like delve into the articles yeah but i'm just gonna do the headlines for you because we're gonna laugh and talk about them okay first Headline. 
Chinese scientists begin drilling a 10,000 meter hole into the Earth's crust. I mean, let's see what's in there. Let's see what's in there. How far deep? Ten th- wait, 10,000 meters wide or 10,000 meters down? 10,000 meters down. Okay. Yeah, they're going all the way down. They're okay. seeing how far they can go. Love it. Now, I don't I I I want to be one of those scientists that's like this is what we're doing, but I don't want to be the scientist in that giant drill at the bottom. Right. Right. And you know, normally I think we all want to jump to the like why the fuck is fucking China doing that and blah blah. We want China. To, yeah, you got hey, you got hey. Hey, you guys got this. Hey, you you got you guys got that? Yeah. You guys don't have OSHA, right? No, you got no, that? no, 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 no. You guys you guys do that. Let us know though. Let us know. Yeah. When you hit lava. Oh yeah. You know Ten I mean? thousand meters. So that's like what is that? Thirty thousand feet or so. So that's like six miles. Five I, I, miles. Yeah, is that what it's it like is? Like five miles. I, if, if your math go is, further. If your math is correct on that, that's very impressive. I'm looking it up right now. Um, my second uh, headline for you here: Climber rescued from Mount Everest death zone is carried six hours back to safety by the Sherpa on said Sherpa's back. I saw this. You saw this, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Can we discuss? 10,000 meters is 6.2 miles. Thank you. God damn. Why do you... Uh, you know what? I don't, I'm not even... I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to cherish that I have a... F- a best friend that just is is a, is a smart kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, six hours back from the death zone, mm-hmm. from the Sherpa on the back. Now you get down there and they warm you up and you come back to life. And I'm assuming at this point you're kind of one of those arrogant billionaires that has nothing better to do but then try to summit Mount Everest. What are you doing for that Sherpa? I'm stopping. First of all. Because there's a lot here. Before we get into that, because that's that's something I want to get into. Compensation, yes. The, that's a, I want to get to. It's you in the death. It's you and I. It's it's we're in the we say we're going up and we're in the death zone and then we get there we go ain't got it in us. I'll tell you what I would do. What are you doing? I am going to, um, I am going to lay you flat. On the ground. Oh, okay. And I'm going to ride your large body down to safety. You have a lot of mass, and I think that I could fit very well on your back. Um, you know what? I'll put you on your back so you can face up while I like kind of hold on to you. Are and you straddling me? Yes. Are you like... I'm laying down on you. We're face to face. Reverse cowboy or... No, regular... Dick on dick. Re- dick on dick, regular cowboy. I don't like this at all, dude. And you, and, but, but look, I'm riding you down and I'm saying, hey, bud, I'm going to get you there. I'm going to get you there. Dude, listen, th- there's one thing for me to be in the death zone and I'm struggling and I want to live. You don't want to be dick to dick with me in the death zone? 
How long is that flight down? Well, it's six hours by Sherpa walking. I think you and I can break it right under two. Two. So for two hours, I have to look up at you with my frozen snot. Yep. And you're smirking the whole time at me, right? Yeah, we're making. I'm looking down at you, saying we're making great time. All right, ready? Let's. Can we? Can we act out? Can we do a thing? Mm-hmm. Let's act it out. Ready? You're the Sherpa. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the pussy. I'm Lop Sang. <laughs> okay. I go to you. Ready? Mm-hmm. We're at. Ready? We're acting. Ready? Wait, you are, you're in the death zone and I'm looking at you, absolute unit, and I have to take you down? Listen, we're acting, ready? Okay. Ready? I'm going, hey, Lop. (laughs) I can't do it, dude. I can't do it on freezing. I can't, I I, I, I can't do it. I'm I'm, I'm donezo. I can't do it. (sighs) Look here, bro. I'm a Sherpa. And I am a third of the size of you. You're a big guy. There's only one way we're getting down and getting you into the safety zone. What is that? I have to ride. I have to ride on top of you and we have to go dick to dick. Now I'm going to save your life. But for two hours, it's a six, it's a six hour walk with, with you on my back, which I don't even know if I can do just based on size here. But if we go dick to dick, I can get us down in two. We'll make great time. Do you have um, any Gorilla Glue on you that I can like uh, seal my eyes shut for that, those two hours? I do. You do? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see it. Here, your hand, you hand it to me. You mm-hmm. hand it to me. Here you go. It's, now it's glued frozen. shut. It's frozen. It's glued this, shut, yeah. This is frozen. Um, hey, I'm all set, dude. Yeah? Yeah, I'm all You're just set. gonna be an ice cube in, in the drink of Everest? I can't uh can't do dick to dick. Can I can I get on your back? Can I get on your back? Ooh. See the thing is I kind of have like a a little bit of a back thing going on right now. I don't know. I don't think um, it's gonna work. Can we try the back thing? You on? are the absolute worst person to be stuck on a large mountain and need to get on someone's back. You're dead. I'm probably dead. I bet this guy was nice and thin and wiry, and he's the only reason uh, that that Lop Sang was able to get him down. All right, so so end scene there. Yeah. So now was because they clearly had a conversation, right? Yeah, they like wrapped him up like a like a like a like a half-eaten burrito mm-hmm. in just like a bunch of blankets and shit. And they they had a conversation, and the conversation probably went like the Sherpa was probably like. Jesus Christ, man! I fucking told you about this, and and the guy's like, I know, but dude, you gotta do it. I'm thinking, and, and like the guy's like, dude, I will heavily compensate you. And the shirt was like, like how much? Let's negotiate. Because there's no Venmo up there. No, right. I don't have service. But if you get me down to base camp, I can put a hundred million shekels in your pocket. Cause this guy, cause this guy that was on the back, he's got to be worth money. I'm also picturing this is I'm just... freezing to death and I might die, right? And I am on Lopsang's back, and I like to picture where my chin is just resting ever so gently on his shoulder. And what I would also be doing is 
not knowing if I'm going to live or die, I would probably be getting all of my deep, dark, dirty secrets off my chest. Whispering. Whispering right into his ear, you know. So back in 93, I hit a guy on the highway and I didn't turn back and even check. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Dude, honestly, I know like my whole life I've been like, you know, saying, you know, I'm not gay. I, I have had my ass eaten one time. By a guy. And I liked it. By a guy. I was in the grocery store one time and I was standing around a crowded group of people checking out the mangoes and I farted and I blamed it on the pregnant lady next to me. Hey, hey Lot. Hey, Lot. Remember when we were at the last checkpoint and I said, like, you know, I, you know, I, I was all out of fucking Nutrigrain bars. I actually had like five left. <laughs> <laughs> this one time in college, I peed into a dog bowl and I didn't even tell the dog. My father touched me. Oh, come on. That one's a lie. I, I'm just like, you know, I, I'm, I want him to make it feel bad. Yeah. Now, now, I want six hours of just fucked up uh, admissions on the way down. I want to come off of off of Lopsang's back when I get down there and and like and as I'm seeing us approach base camp, um, then I'm starting to like not give the goods anymore. Now I want you. Now I want you to be the climber and I'm Lopsang. Okay, mm -hmm. ready? Yeah. Now you go and you ask me, Lop. Not feeling great. What? Can't feel my feet. Hold on. There's a lot of wind. What? I I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Huh? Um, I still can't hear you. What? It's not windy out here. Why? What, what's going on? Why are you saying it's windy? I can't make it. I need you to get me down. Um. Okay. So when you say you need me to get you down, um, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? This isn't going well. Um, what? What? I'm um, like, I'm dying here. I need your help. Okay, so what do you want to do? I I think I want you to... What are you thinking? Put, I'm thinking maybe like you wrap me up like a half-eaten burrito and put me on your back and we walk down six hours to the base camp and I just admit all the fucked up stuff I did in my life. Okay, all right, that's going to cost you a little bit. How much are you thinking? How much money do you need to fix your hut? Um... Let me uh, let me go see how much uh, rope. Wait, don't leave. No, I'm I'm just gonna go. No, no, I, no I'm just gonna go check and see how. You're much. You're not gonna come back, dude. I promise, I'm coming right. You're getting further away as you say that. I'm not bringing you down, bro. No, no way, dude. Ugh, it's fucked up. God damn. I mean, what an entitled asshole. Sorry. If I'm up, <laughs> it's not you, bud. It's okay. Okay. All right. Um, uh, an official in India drained a whole entire dam to find his cell phone that he dropped when taking a selfie. You're a dick. The phone's in the water. I need. What are you going to do with the phone? What's up that? That had some good nudes on it. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. I never even thought about that. I was going like, what's the security clearance? But you're right. There was something on that phone where he was like, I need. 
Indeed. There's some stuff on that phone that he would definitely be admitting to a Sherpa on the way down to base camp on his back. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you need to drain it? Your phone is waterlogged. It's dead. Just get a new one. Um, it's, It's like, who's allowing this? I mean, he's got to be like high up, right? And they're like, "What have, did you tell me to do? Drain the entire basin?" This is this is what I have him doing. Ready? Because these are obviously like high up, you know. Yeah. I have him getting with like the guy that's working, like you know, the morning shift the next day, mm-hmm. and he comes over and he's like, "Hey, dude, I dropped my ship. Just drain it real quick, dude. I'm gonna be in and out." Sir, that is over a billion gallons of water, and that will take us two days. Well, listen, the only reason why I'm asking you is because you know what's on that phone? You know what's on that phone? Fucking uh, videos of you and I having sex. Does your wife want to know? Does do you... Okay. Uh, press that button over there. I have to turn this key, and you're going to turn that key at the same time, and we'll get this thing out of here. Wah, wah, wah. Like, How did he think he was going to get away with that? So stupid. So dumb. What an idiot. God. That's why this world's going to hell in a handbasket. Jesus. And then the last one. A double amputee makes history by climbing Mount Everest. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. See you guys next week. (laughs) 